I was supposed to record this podcast episode about an hour ago, but I felt really tired. So I waited. Listen in to this week's episode to hear why rest should be celebrated, why it's fantastic to take a nap or lie down, and join me for celebrating how you, as a purpose-led entrepreneur, get to call the rest shots. You really do. This is the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast, dropping every Wednesday into your podcast platform of choice. And I am your host, Lucy Orton. I'm the anti-self-sabotage coach and a success and transformation expert. I love all things positive psychology. And I work with female purpose-led entrepreneurs to transform them from self-sabotaging, procrastinating, imposter syndrome feeling, but very, very talented business owners into the most empowered CEOs who recognize and own that talent and who move away from their self-sabotage into self-belief, which is rock solid, confidence, which is supercharged, and as a very happy byproduct into amazing business success. The Self-Sabotage to Success podcast was created to help women just like you step into your awesome because your voice is needed more than ever in this world that we live in. I am extremely thankful to have you here and if you enjoy this episode and the rest of the Self-Sabotage to Success back catalogue, then I'd love to hear from you. You can book a Self-Sabotage breakthrough call using the link bit.ly forward slash booking Lucy, which is also in the show notes. And if you got value from today's episode, you can also help the positive messages of this podcast reach even more purpose-led female entrepreneurs by leaving me a five-star rating or even better, a review on Apple Podcasts. I am so touched by every review and every message I receive. So thank you very much for doing so and for listening. Enjoy this week's show and I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your lovely messages over the last couple of weeks. It's been wonderful to hear from you and to interact with some of you on social media, on LinkedIn and on Instagram. It's always great to know that you're enjoying the episodes and thank you so much because every time I can share a lovely comment or a testimonial about the podcast, I bring new listeners into the fold so that new people can join in the conversation about all things self-sabotage, moving away from all those things and all the tools of positive psychology that I like to share with my listeners and my clients. Now, this week's episode is going to be talking about a subject that I've not tackled specifically, but it is a part of the much wider discussion around self-care that I have discussed. So today's episode, as the title suggests, is all about why we should celebrate rest, contrary to popular programming, contrary to popular narratives around rest. And when I say that, you might think, well, no one's saying that rest is a bad thing or that rest is evil or that we should avoid resting. 
But I think in lots of insidious ways and lots of underhand ways, our culture can really inform us about rest in a negative way. It can make us feel like it's something that shouldn't be celebrated, that maybe it's something that we can do without. We can live instead a life of hustle, a life of, you know, work hard, live hard, play hard. That's fine. That's the goal. And I really want to blow apart some of that thinking in today's episode. And it's interesting because I've actually been on a lot of podcasts, other podcasts as a guest recently. And one of the resounding questions that I get asked, and often when I'm working with organisations, I get asked this too, is how do I keep my own well-being in check? How do I keep my own mindset buoyant? And one of the answers for this, there are quite a few that I give, but one of the answers is I really monitor my rest levels. And as a very strange personalized anecdote, I have a lazy eye. And this is something that I've had my whole life. And when I went to the opticians about it, because I started to notice it about 10 years ago, I hadn't noticed it before that, about eight years ago, actually. Um, The optician said to me, ah, you've got this lazy eye situation. You've probably had it your whole life, um, but you will only be noticing it now you're getting older and perhaps now you're getting a bit tireder. And he said, are you you tired? And as I said, this was eight years ago and I had a newborn, my second child um, was newborn at the time. And I was like, yeah, I've got two children under two and a half. Of course I'm tired. And um, he said, well, that's when the lazy eye will become more noticeable. Whether this is right or wrong, it is something that I monitor now. If I feel like I'm not getting the right amount of rest in my day, I know that my eyesight will start to feel a bit more sluggish, my lazy eye will come into play and so on. So monitoring my rest is really, really important to me in terms of my physical well-being. And that's a kind of signpost that I notice but also and equally importantly in terms of my mindset, in terms of keeping myself in that positive frame of mind and frame of thinking. And rest really is crucial. And I've talked in the past about my Fitbit, how I personally use my Fitbit to monitor my steps and that I like to do that as a way of keeping on track with my physical activity levels. But I also use the rest function, the sleep function, which is where you can track your sleep every evening, every night. And I always want to keep my sleep above seven hours, which I know might seem low for some people or maybe high for other people. Everyone's sleep needs are different. But in terms of over the years, I've recognized that for me, seven hours of sleep or proper, proper rest every day is really essential for me. And I say all of this because I think that rest is underrated and certainly under-celebrated in our culture. And it really is such a huge proponent of our self-care. It's a protective thing that we can do for our physical well-being and for our mental well-being. It's something which can boost our productivity. And as I've talked about in the past before, this can be something which feels a little bit strange, how doing less will make us produce more and more effectively or better uh, producing. And really rest is a way of 
keeping our energy levels managed, keeping our own ability to enjoy the things that we want to in our life, do the work that we love to do, but also need to do. And that it really is part of that interplay between self-care and getting stuff done. And I've said in the past, you don't need an excuse for self-care and you don't need an excuse to rest. You absolutely deserve that. But the lovely side effect of rest and sleep particularly is that it will make you more productive. It will make your life better and your thinking crisper, which will impact your work in really, really positive ways. And as purpose-led business owners, it's really important that we remember that because it can be so tempting to burn the midnight oil, to keep going with that hustle culture and feel like if I just keep working, if I do more, if I show up to the detriment of my physical well-being and my physical health, then I'm going to achieve greater things. And I I really question that because actually that way leads to other negative uh, results, other negative outcomes, such as burnout, such as issues in our physical well-being, where we, which is linked to burnout, where we start to see physical manifestations of doing too much both in our brain space and our physical space and if you'll forgive me a second anecdote into my own life I had some recent adventures with rest as a concept over the past few months over the past four or five months I became aware that I was juggling a lot during the planning and the getting ready for our international move. If you've been listening to this episode for any length of time, you'll know that we have moved locations across the globe, 6,000 miles away from home. And I knew and could see that this was going to be a massive juggle. And as someone who thrives on being engaged, being uh, involved in work that I love and balancing all of those other life things around it, I could see some warning signs that this was going to potentially be too much, even for me, even with my high energy levels. And I know that I am fortunate that I don't suffer from any energy difficulties or disabilities, but I needed to adapt my time. I was aware that if I carried on at a rate of knots and I started to have to speed up because I was adding in extra elements and challenges towards the international move, I was going to head to a place where, you know, I might have reached some kind of level of burnout. So I listened to my body and I rested more. And sometimes that looked possibly to the outside, it could have looked a little bit strange. But one thing I used to do was once I dropped my children off at school, and I'd come back to settle down to some work admin where I'd be in front of my desk, going through files and writing things up, writing up client notes and so on. I started to do it from a laid position. (laughs) And this may sound weird, but it for me felt like the obvious thing to do. I was getting really tired. I was sleeping slightly less peacefully because I had a lot on my mind. And I felt like I needed that physical pause, that working whilst resting uh, 
side of things. It, it felt really unusual and strange to begin with, but I really settled into it. And I planned lots of these podcast episodes that I'm now recording in the autumn period. I recorded that I wrote them from a position of being laid down or like propped up in bed. And it really felt strange to me. It felt like, you know, imagine if someone could see a bird's eye view. This is not an Instagram perfect way of running a business. But of course, I'm not interested in an Instagram perfect way of running a business. I'm interested in one which serves my clients, which serves my listeners, and which ultimately serves me too. And so I hope that adventure in rest, that super exciting description of how I laid down to do a lot of my work this summer period, it inspires you to think about ways in which you might want to listen to your body, in ways that you might want to incorporate more rest into your schedule. Likewise, other forms of self-care, how you might want to include more fresh air in your schedule, how you might want to include more exercise, how you might want to include time for journaling or meditation or reading. It's really important that we check in with ourselves and that sometimes we do something which feels a little bit against the grain. And we notice as well, you know, like I just said to you, that thought that might come into our heads of what would other people think? What would someone say if they saw this? Does this constitute real work if I'm laid down or if I'm in the coffee shop or if I'm, you know, walking whilst taking a work call? When we start to challenge and question those narratives around what our work looks like from the outside, then we can really start to own a life and a working pattern that honors ourselves and what it is that we need in that moment. And my grandpa, who sadly died a couple of years ago, had some really wise words on rest. I don't know where he got this phrase from, but I will always associate it with him. He used to say, why stand when you can sit and why sit when you can lie down? So maybe there's something hereditary there where the ability to lay down and use my cognitive functions was really, really helpful for me. I was really listening to something in my body that maybe has also gone through the generations. So in terms of this episode and why I want to talk to you about rest specifically, it's because it's so important to female entrepreneurs, purpose-led entrepreneurs specifically. And as I touched upon in the introduction, it's important because it prevents burnout. It prevents us going into a state where, contrary to what we've been aiming for, we've been trying to do too much and we've been trying to push through, we can end up in a burnout state rather than a state where we're at our optimum levels of living and working and impact. And one of the reasons why that is so strong, again, I've already touched on it a bit, but I want to delve into it in, in a bit more detail, is because there is this hugely connected relationship between our body and our mind. And when something is exhausting us physically or exhausting us emotionally or cognitively, we will get more tired. We will get more stressed and we will need to counter that in some ways with an increase in our well-being. And I've talked about this before in terms of self-care patterns, in terms of giving ourselves boosts that protect us at difficult times. I talked about this a lot in terms of the pandemic, but it's it's relevant in non-pandemic times. It's relevant in day-to-day -day times when you're aware of 
being at a crunch point, maybe you're launching something new, maybe you've taken on an extra client, or you're dealing with something big in your personal life as well as your work life. And recognizing that mind-body connection means that you're always tuned into the fact that it's a balance. You know, if you're going to start requiring more of yourself in one area, you may well need to pay yourself back or give yourself some insurance and some extra protection in another area. And again, this links into challenging that narrative about hustle. We cannot have it all. We cannot do it all without there being some kind of payment in terms of our energy levels, our emotional levels, our physical well-being levels. So remembering that linkage that you can't just keep pouring from an empty cup as we've talked about before and that you may need to do some extra work. And sometimes that work to keep yourself healthy, to keep your mindset positive is doing nothing, is physically resting. And I think this is challenging, particularly for women, because we also carry a huge emotional load. And this has been proven by research. There's been lots of articles written on this during the pandemic and before. We carry this emotional load more heavily than men. And that counts for women who run businesses, women who work in organizations and many of the women that I work with not only are balancing the physical demands of all of the jobs on their to-do list and looking after themselves and keeping themselves hydrated and so on but they are aware of emotional input for others creating you know events creating uh, memories remembering how every member of their family is feeling and I'm not saying here that men don't experience any of this they definitely do but the female emotional load is proven to be so much bigger so again it can be difficult when you have that emotional load and you know how many people are leaning on you to really lean in yourself to resting and to pausing and to stopping it can harbor bring up ideas of laziness or cultural ideas that I should be able to balance everything I should be able to have all these hats and just keep going and keep moving and again that feeds into that hustle culture And I think one of the mindset traps of not accepting rest as valid is that we start to talk negatively to ourselves. It can create that negative inner voice where we we start to berate ourselves for finding things difficult and for needing time to pause, for thinking, actually the weekend's coming and on Saturday I want to do the bare minimum. You know, and then we can start to have a conversation with ourselves where we say, why? I should be up for this, I should be doing that. Look at that person over there who's balancing everything. Why am I not more like them? So I really invite you to challenge and compassionately respond to yourself if you feel any of those question marks coming around what it is you in inverted commas should be doing with your free time it might be that you need to create more free time but even with the free time we have we can end up feeling really really guilty about how we spend it now when you can accept and embrace and celebrate rest you can use that to your business advantage and it will make magic happen for you within your business, even though that can feel really counterintuitive in the the culture that we live in right now. How does it create an advantage for your business to rest more, to pause more? 
Well, I am a huge believer in percolation and incubation. I know that I am a nighttime processor and often things will come to me after rest, after a period of turning off. It's why I don't know if any of you guys out there experience this, but I certainly do and I have colleagues who do too. It's why when we go away, we take some time out, we have a break, a weekend break or a week's holiday or two weeks holiday, we come back with new ideas. We come back with new business plans. And it's also a reason why employees often come back from their holidays thinking differently about the workplace that they left before. It's a real time when if we allow our brains to truly rest and to pause and to lay down and to do all those good things, we can end up having our very, very best ideas. Another way you can use proper rest and stopping and giving yourself time to kind of have a break to your business advantage is that it is inspiring and motivating. And it is the reason why many women ran their own businesses in the first place, chose to run their own businesses, because you wanted to be your own boss. You wanted to have your independence. And the reward of that is you get to make the rules. No one else is going to tell you it's time for you to do your exercise. It's time for you to go on holiday. It's time for you to put the autoresponder on your email. That's all down to you. And rest forms part of that. So when you are being your own boss and you are allowing yourself to have these wonderful moments of pause and calm and choice and freedom, you are giving yourself a boost in terms of the inspiring element of being a business owner. It's really important that when we think of ourselves as our own boss, we also remember what kind of boss we want to be. And I I offer that as an exercise to my clients that you can write down what kind of boss you want to be to yourself. You can create your ideal boss, someone who is looking out for you, who is caring about your development, caring about you holistically as an in inverted commas employee and see how that matches up with the way that you are treating yourself on a day-to-day basis. Are you giving yourself time to pause? Are you really rewarding yourself after periods where you've done really, really well and you've worked really hard? Are you? You know, I, I just ask you to question yourself with that a little because often we can just get caught up in the running of our businesses and forget that we get to also choose how we do that. And when we are allowing ourselves to turn off and take a moment to really rest and recuperate. And one other thing I wanted to just point out, which I think is really important, is that often people come into entrepreneurship because they do have a different kind of energy level, a different kind of energy need. I talked earlier on about the fact that I'm very fortunate in that I don't have any major issues to do with managing my own energy levels. But many past clients and colleagues that I know do. They have chronic conditions that they're managing. They have difficulties with you know, constantly performing at a really, really fast-paced and un- and frankly unhealthy level. So they've gone into entrepreneurship to create a lifestyle and a work basis that suits their needs more. And actually that will allow them to create 
more impact than just pushing through and pushing through and pushing through like society tells us we ought to do. So I just wanted to bring that in too, that for any of you listening who do have health challenges or energy management challenges, remember that it's absolutely vital for you to prioritize your own rest and that that needs to, for many of the entrepreneurs that I know and speak to, come front and centre in your business. And by placing it front and centre in terms of all the decisions that you make for how your business runs, for how you operate, you are going to create something more sustainable, more beautiful and more enjoyable in the long term too. So I really hope that you have enjoyed today's episode on rest. I wonder if you might take a pause after listening to this today. Let me know on social media or send me an email, lucy at lucyorton.com. And also, if this has really resonated with you and you'd be interested in talking to me about how I work with my purpose-led business entrepreneurs, I would love to speak to you on a self-sabotage breakthrough call. You can click on the link in the show notes or you can just go straight to bit.ly forward slash booking lucy and click on the link there for the self-sabotage breakthrough call, I would be delighted to talk to you about how we can bring more ease, more flow, more rest, and more joy into your life as a purpose-led business owner. Until next week, when I'll be back with another episode of the Self-Sabotage to Success podcast, have an awesome week, rest lots, enjoy yourselves, and know that I am championing you and your purpose-led business always. Bye for now.